Hey guys, how we doing? NRL Supercoast Therapy Podcast for round nine. Let's preview. Footy's back starting tonight. And what do we got? Bunnies and the Broncos, two teams in form. Um, Bunnies have won, I think they may have won three of their last four. And the Broncos uh, won the last two. And I think they won the last two, pretty sure they have. Uh, and and both playing pretty good footy. Um, definitely nowhere near their best footy. Hard to know where, what the Broncos' best footy is. I mean, the fact that they're they're not in 16th place probably tells you they're playing uh, improved footy from the last couple of years, coming from a um, disgruntled Broncos supporter. Uh, and the Rabbitohs yet to hit their straps. I think they got a little lucky uh, last week um, with Manly being down with the Lawton uh, tackle on Murray there. And, you know, they were playing with 12 for, what, 70 minutes there. So, you know, they were kind of – they got off the hook there. Manly gave them Manly gave them everything they could handle. And it wasn't really until – they always kind of had the game in hand. And it looked like they were kind of waiting for it to just happen. And it, it didn't. Manly put the points on. And, you know, Manly were in the lead. And, you know, South got it together in the end. And so, you know, not, not terribly convincing South Sydney, uh, but doing enough. I mean, I mean, they're certainly going to be playing finals this year. Too much class across the board, um, but I think they need to. I think they definitely need to improve if they want to be anywhere near uh, Melbourne or Penrith uh, this season, because those two clear standouts by a mile. This game should be a good one. It's in Sydney tonight, and you know the Broncos usually don't travel so well. Uh, their away record uh, seems like for. Forever, certainly the last three years, their away record is atrocious, and I want I want them to play well. I don't know if they will. It could be one of those games where Souths just click. Uh, depending how much rain's going to be in Sydney today, there is a little bit forecast. Uh, if it's not too uh, greasy um, and wet, gee, Souths could they could put up a score. You never know with the Broncos. They have fallen in a heap in the past. They're they're missing their best player. Uh, and they're also they're missing Haas, and they're also missing Capewell. So that is two very very important members of their forward pack not there. That could that could really really hurt them, and it could that could they could totally unravel. They do have Reynolds there steering the ship. They do have Pat Carrigan back, which is a massive uh, inclusion uh, back from a knee injury. Thought he might have been out a bit longer, but he's made his way back into the side and really timely with Haas out. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Haas at the moment? They're just, you know, they're saying it's um, it's not too serious. They're just playing it cautious. You know, he's out this week, obviously. Does he miss next week? Like I said in the previous pod, I don't think they can needle him up. It's not in his best interest. You can't needle a bloke up every single game, limited training during the week, then needle him up and, and wind him up and get him out there. Uh, that's just not sustainable long term. So I think they need to put a program in place. You know, there's origin in the way as well. Obviously, Haas is extremely highly owned uh, in Supercoach. So owners have got um, have got to think about it. I mean, I think he's a hold. I wouldn't be trading the bloke out. 
Um, and there's been other issues with uh, the likes of David Fafita, who's out for, looks like, you know, at least four weeks. So, and then there's Origin on top of that as well. So, I mean, you know, Fafita is someone you need to get rid of for sure if you own. And I think that kind of makes it an easy decision to just park Haas. If you've got enough depth there and it means you have to play um, maybe Max King, somebody like that. Uh, I mean, a lot of people still have Josh King. Nothing wrong with playing Josh King. You should probably be playing him anyway. He's pumping out great output for you. But if you have to play one of those, you know, second tier kind of props, just do it and just don't trade Haas because you're just going to want to trade him back um, at some stage, probably after Origins. So I'd be holding on Haas for sure. I'll talk about um, holding and trading and selling and all that a little bit later on. But back to this game, I'm going to go Rabbitohs 24, Broncos 12. Uh, I don't think the Rabbitohs will run away with it, but I think they will win comfortably. Uh, top scorers, let's go. Let's go, Cody Walker uh, for the Bunnies. If he's not setting them up, he can score them himself. He 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 knows where the try line is. That bloke. And tough one, tough one to call without Haas in the team. Normally, it's a default to go Haas the top score for a Broncos game. Uh, let's go Stags. If Stags can uh, can get some attack going, uh, you know, bumping off players, line break, either sit up and score a try, that might be enough for him to be the top scorer. Supercoach for the Broncos. So let's go 24-12. Bunnies over the Broncos. All right, Friday night. Uh, battle of two strugglers here. The uh, I think they're in 15th. The Raiders against 14th. The Bulldogs, I think that's where it is. Let's just have a quick check on the ladder here. I don't want to be disrespecting, uh, disrespecting any Raiders or Broncos, or sorry, or Bulldog supporters out there. Let's have a nosy if we scroll down, all the way down towards the bottom. Sorry, Bulldogs are in 15th. Raiders are in 14th. Warms my heart. Probably the two teams I dislike the most. So no offense, but at the same time, if you take offense, bad luck. I don't like either of these two teams. And uh, I'm happy that they're both struggling in 15th and 14th, disrespectfully. Uh, it's in Canberra. Croker's back. Saw the story that, uh, you know, the teammates are all pumped when he got named and cheering in Yahoo. And uh, I don't know how much of a difference he will make. Possibly not from a physical aspect of actually being on the field. More the fact he's there the calming influence, he's the captain, he's been there forever, they'll look at him and he can help calm them down, so, and, you know, direct them and, and the like, they're missing Whiten, who's probably their best attacking threat, so it's going to be a tough old slog for the Raiders, Nickel Clockstad goes back uh, to, um, Nickel Clockstad goes back to fullback, uh, Savage is gone, uh, and I think they've got, um, Frawley playing 5'8", so, you know, how much attack's going to be there? They're going to stick with Elliott starting at hooker and Starling on the bench. Um, yeah, could be, a, could be a game to skip this one. Uh, I don't think you need to. I don't think it's uh, appointment viewing in front of the tally for this one. Uh, I'm going to go Raiders 18, Bulldogs 16. Look, Bulldogs beat the Roosters last week, and good luck to them. Um, but... Have they got enough to back that up? I'm not too sure. Always a tough kind of a road trip down to Canberra. Um, I think the Bulldogs will will keep it tight. They're that kind of a side. And yeah, that's why I'm going to go 18-16. I've gone Raiders simply because they're at home. If the game was in Sydney, I would have gone the other way and given it to the Dogs. Uh, let's go Pangai Jr. to maybe get more of that offload action going. And I think he might top score for the Dogs uh, in this one. Uh, it, that should be an interesting game. 
if not maybe a little boring. Um, 18-16, let's go Raiders. Uh, the main game on Friday, top of the table, undefeated Penrith Panthers taking on the Parramatta Eels. Great Western Sydney rivalry, this one. Especially lately, the last few years, it's it's been um, some fantastic games lately. They played each other in the finals last year. Penrith, they probably put their hand up and say they were lucky to get away with that game. Parramatta gave them absolutely everything they could handle and were possibly a little unlucky to lose that game. Remember, there was a dodgy um, trainer came on at one stage and stopped the game for Penrith when that wasn't necessary. And I think Moses might have been held back. Something happened there where there was a break and one of the players was held back and it, it didn't all, it didn't happen uh, for for Parramatta. And I think even earlier in the season, Parramatta had Moses had a chance. He had a penalty kick at the bell to to draw or win the game. Might have been to draw the game, possibly. And he missed it. It was about 40 out on the angle, and he missed it. Um, so they do play close games, these guys. I'm expecting this to be close as well. Uh, I have given a 10 points to Panthers. I'm going to say 24-14. Uh, I think a good bet, and I do mention this. Is, I mean, I think Panthers 12 and under is a good bet. I think it could definitely be closer. Um, but just too much strength, too much strength in class across the board for Penrith. Cleary's just firing on all cylinders. Uh, Going to be really interesting to see what happens. Tor has been named uh, on the extended, and we'll wait and see uh, what happens um, 24 hours before kickoff there if he is on, uh, if he's still in the squad and the 18th or 19th man. See what happens there because I, I, I think he's going to play. I've actually got a sneaky feeling uh, he's going to take May's spot, and I reckon. Um, uh, I reckon Staines might hold his hold his spot there. Just a hunch I've got. I mean, I think if you from take your Supercoach glasses off, I mean, obviously everyone wants Taylor May to still be there. Everyone's got May, and everyone wants him to still be playing and have May and Tor on on both flanks. But for me, I think Cleary Cleary doesn't always go with the flow, and and I think it might be one of those things where he rewards Staines because Staines has clearly improved. He is an improved player from last year. He's 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 not a Brian Tall or Taylor May type of winger. He's different. He's a bit more old school, and he, you know, yes, he doesn't roll his sleeves up as much and do a lot of the hard carries, but his carries have improved. Whereas last year he was so easy just to bundle into touch, and he wasn't giving you much out of territory there. Uh, he's definitely improved that this year, and I think that was clearly a work on that the coach gave him in the off season. And whether that be strengthening up, technique, whatever it may be. And he's worked on that and he has improved. And I've just got a feeling that Cleary is going to uh, reward Staines and say, hey, you were the incumbent. You were you were our starting winger, you and Toto, and Toto's back. So May's just going to have to go back and bide his time. I've just got a feeling Staines is going to keep his spot. Um, like I said, you know, I'm a May owner like everybody else, and we want May playing. Just got a feeling. So, and then there's a question: What do you do with Taylor May? Because that I mean, if that's Tall's spot, I don't know if May uh, nabs a, a bench spot there because they've got uh, they like using Salmon and they've got you know either Kenny or Luke at dummy half there, and then a couple of middle forwards. So, and Leota's coming back too for Penrith. So, there's not a spot in the 17 for whoever misses out on that wing spot. So, what do you do with May? He's made plenty of money. Uh, he will be a number for uh, round 13 for the buy, uh, or do you just, if it looks like 
he's um, he's third on the list in terms of the two winger spots, you might have to sell him. Uh, and if you do, you make plenty of money off it and you can spend the money elsewhere. And it just might be one of those trades that you weren't planning on using until maybe post uh, the first buy. Um, so, yeah, uh, for the Eels, they need to improve, obviously. Uh, they got toweled up in Darwin. Cowboys just gave it to them. And at the end, just put the foot on the throat and it was just try after try at the end of that game there. Really gave it to them. Uh, I look for an improvement. I think this will be a pretty close game. But I think the Panthers, just too much class. I think it might actually be closer than a 10-point gap. I have gone Panthers 24, Eels 14. This this could easily be a this could easily be 12, 10, 12, 8, something like that. Um, but we want to see some points scored. Let's go clear to top score. Hard to go past them. And let's go Papali to top score for the Eels. Uh, I reckon he might score a try as well. He's um he's just such a dangerous player, such a weapon, and now without Haas for who knows how long. Um, I think Papali is uh, vitally important to your super coach team, uh, and you can have to find a way to get him in at some stage soon. Super Sad Day kicks off with the Seagulls and the Tigers at Four Pines. Uh, hopefully, a nice sunny day. Saturday afternoon, Manly's playing at Brookie, and Turbo's back. You beauty. How much better, how much more watchable are the Seagulls with Turbo back? Uh, Schuster coming back and he he didn't miss a beat uh, when he came back he was fully involved last week lots of touchy classes sorry touchy classes <laughs> classy touches and uh, for Schuster and boy they're just going to look so much better having Turbo at the back Garrick that that attack threat on the wing no Saab how good's that they look better without Saab you know how I feel about about that dude boy this that's the makings. And the Tigers, this has the makings to be a slaughter. It, it, poss- it really could be. Um, you want to give the Tigers the benefit of some doubt. They have improved. They did win those two games. And then they, they played pretty good against the Dragons and, and lost narrowly last week. Um, you know, they didn't take their opportunities, especially in the first half there. And so they are an improved side. They are missing uh, Nofaluma uh, and they are missing Leilua. Leilua is their best player. Uh, although Hastings is, is playing very, very well for them. And Nofaluma has found some form there. Uh, so, and I think Simpkin might come back at dummy half. But yeah, I mean, they are missing some some uh, some attack and some, some threat there. Uh, I just don't think the Tigers have got enough points to handle the Seagulls. And uh, you think the Seagulls almost back to full strength. They've got um, Josh LAA back on the bench as well. Who's going to help them through the middle there too? So, oh, Seagulls, really looking forward to watching them play. They're just a great team to watch when Turbo is in full flight. Hopefully he is back to full fitness and he can smash it out. Let's go Seagulls 32, Tigers 18, Turbo to top score, clearly, obviously. Let's go Hastings to top score uh, for the Tigers. Uh, Middle game on Saturday, Roosters and the Titans, battle of two uh, disappointing clubs, really struggling this year. Really struggling to find their feet. Roosters in seventh. They're four and four, and the Titans are two and six, uh, sitting in twelfth. Really disappointing. I did mention earlier in the season. I don't know about the Titans. I don't really rate them as much as everyone else is. They're just the spine is just so important in, in in RL, and they just don't have a good spine. It's a weak spine. It's very inexperienced, and it's showing out. And you know a lot of a lot of. Um, angst towards Fafida, but then people saying, well, you know, 
Fafita needs to find the ball. He needs to get into the action. And yeah, that's he certainly could do more of that. And that's as simple as just playing a little bit in the middle, a little bit more. But his halves need to give him some better ball as well. His spine need to need to give better ball. And it's not happening. And, you know, Fafita the last couple of weeks, 40s and 20s, and now he's injured. So he's a trade for everybody. And yeah, I mean, Proctor goes in there now. And I mean, you know, I've, I haven't rated Proctor for a few years. And this year it's glaringly obvious that he is at the end of the road. Uh, and, and, you know, like I, I mentioned a few times, he will not be playing in RL next year. His days are numbered for sure. Um, yeah, two teams really struggling. I'm done with uh, thinking this will be this will be the week the Roosters click because I've been saying that all season and it's not happening. It's just not happening. And I can't see it happening this week either. Uh, I think they'll win. I think they'll beat the Titans. It's in Sydney. Oh, it's not in Sydney. It's... Um, it's somewhere else. It's it's a home game for the Roosters, but it's not the SCG. Put it that way. Uh, I'm going to go Roosters 26, Titans 16. Uh, and I'm not expecting a lot out of this game. Still still bloody disappointed in the Roosters from last week against the Dogs. And look, the Titans are just a, aren't a good team. And without their best threat, um, they're worse than not a good team. So... 26-16, let's go to Desco. He's playing well. He is in good form. Let's go for him to continue and top score and super coach for the Roosters. And let's go Greg Marsu to top score. I could see him barreling over for a try. Uh, the Roosters do get back uh, Tupo on a wing. Um, Paul Momorowski is back. Uh, he missed last week's game with illness. And, I mean, I think he's lucky to keep his spot. I think he's been, just like the team itself, very underwhelming there in the centres. Uh, Billy Smith has been named in the extended squad. He's he's back from the abyss. And um, I, I rate him higher than Momorowski. Momorowski's been a real disappointment for the Roosters this year. Uh, not just in attack, in defence. Slipping off a lot of tackles, some really poor reads. Uh, and I think it's only a matter of time before Billy Smith gets back into that team. And uh, those that held... Myself included, I'll be really happy about that. It'd be a vital number for round 13 and just another option for people. Uh, Suwali, let's hope he can back up last week's pretty strong performance and play well. Uh, their forwards need to uh, need to muscle up more, play a little bit more direct. Look for them to do that against um, a bit of a marshmallow Titans pack, I think. Um, and, yeah, let, let's see the Roosters just roll up the sleeves, play through the middle, not so much sideways stuff, which has been talked about that that's part of the issue with Walker and Kiri and the, and it's just too sideways and Tedesco's running into dead ends every time he's sweeping around and they've got to play through the middle that's when Tedesco's at his best when you see him through the middle they're hovering through the middle he's kind of got that hunchback thing happening there and he's just sniffing out the ball and boom it's in his hands and phew, he's gone love seeing that let's see that return Rooster 26 Titans 16 last game on Saturday the Red Hot Cowboys against the Ice Cold Knights uh, in Townsville. Where are the yeah, the Cowboys are third? How good are they going? Five and three. They're five and three, and they're in third place. Very, very strong defense. Second, uh, second best defense in the comp behind the Panthers uh, against Newcastle, who are massively struggling in both attack and defense. Lots of changes for Newcastle, although they do get Fitzgibbon back who hopefully is fit. He had a really good start to the year. They do get him back. Two new halves. Uh, Crossland's in there. Hoy is in there. Clune and um, oh, Clifford gone. 
Um, so let's see what happens there. Um, they just need more across the board. It's not just on Ponga. Uh, I think Best has to play better. Um, they're missing Gagai. Gagai was in good form. Their pack just has to play better. They ha- Clemmer has to play better. Frizzell has to play better. The Saifidi brothers definitely have to play better. I think Randall's doing an okay job at dummy half. He's probably, a lot of people have Randall. I think it's time to trade, time to sell Randall. He's, he's up over 400 grand now. You've made, he's made plenty of money. Move him on. Uh, find find a way to get um, to get somebody else in a dummy half. I know it's slim pickings. Obviously, Grant. Obviously, Cook. I think Marnie's a good option. Um, and even your jewels, even Cotter uh, or um, possibly McInnes, although McInnes has been named on the bench this week, so that's a wait and see. Yeah, for the Cowboys, a bit of talk about drink water. Um, he's actually more expensive than I thought. I had a look, and I'm like, oh, geez, he's about 600 grand. Don't know if I could go there. He will make money. He's playing really, really well. Just not too sure. Hammer's, Hammer is uh, is on the bench. How long till they go back to Hammer or they split time? We'll wait and see. You know, it might only take one or two poor defensive reads from Drinkwater, and he might, you know, he might get the hook and they might put Hammer on. Um, we'll wait and see. In the meantime, I think he's still a pretty good super coach option, 5'8". And fullback Jewel. Uh, the Cowboys do play the bye, but where does he fit in? I mean, maybe for that bye, because they're probably gonna they're gonna lose Holmes to Origin. Possibly felt, maybe not, maybe only just Holmes. So does somebody else slot into center there? Or does maybe Hammer play center for that round 13 bye? We'll have to wait and see. Drinky's not a bad option. Um Tamalolo pumping out great scores, playing really, really well. Uh, Cotter, 80 minutes last week, 75 points, just base, just a base machine. Um, he's been named to start. Be wary, he's been named to start. So if, if Peyton's going to do a Peyton, uh, chances are Cotter's going to be on the bench and will play 40 minutes. Because, um, yeah, it's, it's the kiss of death with half these starting forwards. They end up starting off the bench come game time. So they might do the switcheroo. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's probably playing 80 minutes up in Darwin would have taken a lot out of Cotter. So I wouldn't be surprised that the legs are a little weary this week and a bit heavy, and maybe he does have a um, a lower work rate. So I'm arming and arming. I've got him, and I'm arming and arming whether I play him or not. I can just see, I can just see playing him being an option, and him just you're just not having the juice because he, he a lot taken out of him last week. And he, he just play reduced minutes and, and give me a 42 or something like that. Um, we'll wait and see. I'm going to go Cowboys 28, Knights 16. Can't tip the Knights. Got to go with the Cowboys. But I think the Knights will improve. Their back's against the wall. They've really been hit hard, um, bashed from pillar to post this week. And I expect uh, a response, but not enough to beat the Cowboys, who are just in great form. Let's go 28-16, Cowboys. Sunday footy. Here we go. The Storm, such a great team to watch. So much fun to watch. The Dragons, not really. Um, this one is down in Melbourne. Um, this could be anything. You know, the Storm, look, 70 points against the Warriors, 50 against the Knights. They could they could raise the bat again. They could, they could get 50 against the Dragons easy. Um, I'm going to give the Dragons the benefit of the doubt. They are playing well. They've won three on the trot, so... Let's say they keep this reasonably close. I am going to go the Storm 34, Dragons 10. Uh, sorry, in the last game, let's go Drinkwater, top score, and Pong at a top score for the Knights. 
back to this one. Yeah, Storm 34, Dragon's 10. Just too many guns, too many weapons, uh, both for a super coach perspective and an NRL. Just too much happening for the Storm. Fire out there, good to watch. Really great attacking footy across the board. Everyone knows their job. Uh, let's go Pappy, who's a great captaincy option this week, I think, uh, especially with the Panthers playing early. So an easy one to go, Cleary VC and Pappy the captain. Uh, I think that'll be a very popular combo this week. Let's go Pappy to top score for the Storm. Uh, let's go Ben Hunt to top score for the Dragons. I can't see the Dragons keeping this close at all. I think the Storm, I think the Storm are just in too good a form, and they could even play a little patchy, scratchy themselves and still manage to win by twenty. Uh, Storm thirty four, Dragons ten. Storm continue uh, the juggernaut. Uh, last game, Sharks and the Warriors. At Shark Park, Warriors lucky to get away with the win uh, last week. Bit of conjecture over what happened with Lodge and the, you know, the tack, the high shot, and he stayed down. I don't know. I mean, the ref, whether the ref saw it or not, didn't call anything, or he saw it and you know just didn't think it was worthy of a penalty. Um, which you can understand. I mean, you know, the ref doesn't want to be the one giving away the penalty, and it's on him. If that was the first hit up of the game or, you know, in the first 10 minutes, that's probably a penalty. The ref's happy to blow it. The thing for me, if he's happy to blow it in the eighth minute, he should be happy to blow it in the 78th minute. If it's a penalty in the start of the game, it's a penalty at the end of the game. And, you know, the ref shouldn't get criticized for that. If it's high contact, it's high contact. Regardless of whether the rule is black and white and regardless of the force, if it's if the contact to the head, it's a penalty. So and and I, I think Lodge is well within his rights to go down and um and milk it for a penalty. Why wouldn't you? You're there to win the game. I mean, and I would have thought that it's a tricky one though because you know there's the there's a code, there's ethics and stuff. But what's to say if he didn't? If he got up and played the ball, and the Warriors you know lose the game, and then after the game Nathan Brown says, "Oi, numbnuts, what are you doing? You had a chance there to go down. And we would have had a shot at goal to to tie things up. What are you doing?" you got to be smarter. So he could have copped a spray for that, for not doing what he did. Um, and the rules are there. And it's a bit of a, yeah, he's exploiting the rules, but that's just how it is. Everybody does it. And people that are criticizing him, and you're not going to get too many current players criticizing because they would do, I reckon 90% of them would do the exact same thing. And in the end, the bottom line is winning the game. And his, his act, whether you agree with it or not, help them win the game. So I've got no problem with Lodge. And I think a lot of the angst towards him is because it's Matt Lodge and, you know, because of what's happened in the past. Uh, if it was a clean skin that did it, I don't think there would be anywhere near the amount of criticism that Lodge has been getting this week. That's just me. Uh, look, I'm going to go Sharks 32, Warriors 18. I think the Sharks need to bounce back. Uh, they'll, have, they'll have a nine-day, no, 10-day turnaround because they played the Broncos last Thursday and now they've got a late Sunday game. So they should be fresh. Fresh as a daisy, and I expect them to turn it on against the Warriors. Uh, let's go Sharks 32, Warriors 18. Um, Mulatalo to top score for the Sharks, and AFB to top score. I've got a feeling AFB is going to score a try this week. Just got a feeling he, he'll he'll go through. If not, I reckon he'll, he'll, he'll get his offload going. There'll be some attack there. He might even pop someone through with a short ball close to the line. So let's go AFB to bounce back with a big score. And yeah, like I said, Mulatalo uh, for the Sharks. All right, we'll take a quick break and we'll catch you on the other side. Mortgages. Am I right? Don't know where to start? 
Think you have a deposit, but the bank says no? Or just can't be asked. Hi, I'm Rocky Rhodes from Rocky Rhodes Mortgages. With over 20 years' experience on my knees in the industry, I've managed to bank a few favors with the lending institutes out there, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So if you're sick and tired of talking to the banks, come and see me and let me use my mouth on them instead. Rocky Rhodes Mortgages. You've got rocks in your head if you don't use me. All right. Best bets of the week. Best bets are brought to you by Rocky Roads Mortgages. Hey, you got rocks in your head if you don't use him. Let's go. 100 bucks and the kitty. What are we going to do this week? Feeling confident about this one. Panthers to win an under 39.5 points total. Let's chuck 40 bucks on that at 250 to win a nice even 100. Got a good feeling there. I think Panthers in the under is the way to go. Uh, let's go Raiders and Bulldogs, 10 bucks on the draw at half time, paying $8.50, returning $85. Uh, let's put 30 bucks on the Seagulls and the Storm and the Sharks, all to win by 13 plus. Uh, that's paying $4.09, returning $122.75. Uh, let's put 10 bucks. I'm going to get a different try scorer option this week. I'm going to go for players to score a double. Let's go Pappenhausen, Mulatalo, and Turbo. All to score at least two tries. That's paying $41.58. 10 bucks on that. $415.80. Let's go. And let's go 10 bucks on the uh, eight tips for the week. Uh, Rabbitohs, uh, Raiders in a flip coin game. The Panthers, the Seagulls, the Roosters, Cowboys, Storm, and the Sharks. Got to go the favorites. I can't pick any outsiders this week. I just can't see it happening. Uh, that's all up that $6.56. 10 bucks returns $65.60. Good luck to everyone that is having a bet this week. Now, let's have a look at uh, our options this week for, um, uh, for the trades. What are we going to do? Do we save a trade or two? Uh, it's a tricky one. I mean... I know for a lot of people, myself included, you're kind of looking going, oh, this might be the week I might save a trade or two. And then something pops up, whether it be a cheapie comes out of nowhere or uh, whether a gun who's been struggling uh, bottoms out in price, something like that. Uh, so it's a tough one. Um, guys like Fafita moving on. I mean, I think you have to trade Fafita, possibly Haas, although I, I, like I mentioned, I think you should save, save the trade, keep Haas. Uh, just park him up, hope, hope that he comes good. Um, but yeah, it's a tricky one. You do have to start saving trades and uh, you need a little bit of discipline. It's a tricky one and there's there's options there all the time for for players. And yeah, sometimes you just got to weigh up, you know, is this bloke I'm bringing in, is it a bit sideways? Is he actually going to do much for me? Is he going to make much money? Uh, what's his draw like? What's what's the guys around him like? What's even if he's a round thirteen player, is he going to do much in round thirteen? It's one of those things you've got to remember. You might look at a winger who's playing round thirteen, but if uh, half his spine are in Origin for that game, you know how much outputs he going to give you anyway? Is he actually going to do much in that round thirteen? Or if he's a, an outside back, is he going to pump out a twenty eight for you? You know, and, and is it worth it? And he's someone that you're going to move on after the buy. And you got to think, this is actually worth it. So you've got to keep that kind of stuff in mind. I mean, there are some cheapies to target for sure. There really are. I mean, Tass is a great option this week. Bottom dollar, playing for a really good South Sydney team. It'll be interesting to see what happens because Milne has come in for Mansour. 
So whether Milne plays right wing or not, or maybe maybe Tass gets uh, bumped uh, to the right wing and Milne will go back to left centre where he's been all season. Keep an eye out for that. I think either option for Tass, uh, for Tass owners, whether it's stay at left centre or right wing, uh, I think his output will be pretty similar either way. I think there's a, I think there's attack in either position there, because uh, Cody Walker does roam. He can roam left and right, and there's nothing wrong with being on the outside of, uh, of Campbell Graham, who's playing fantastic footy this year. So, I don't mind if that happens. Uh, I think it's a good call because, like I've said, I think Mansour is over it. You know, Father Time has caught up with him real fast. And, uh, yeah, he's just not there anymore. So, you know, look out for that uh, for that uh, positional swap possibly later on tonight. Uh, but Tash is a great option. I think he's uh, at bottom dollar. I don't think he can go wrong. Looks like he's got a spot there. You know, Milne hasn't come in for Tash. He's come in for Mansell. I'm not sure if Mansell's injured or whether it's purely just trying to pick his best back line. And that doesn't involve Mansell. So that's really good news for Tass owners, and he's a great pickup. Uh, for a few Manly players there, I think Cooler, he's cheap, but his break-even's around 30, so possibly not if you don't own yet. I don't. I mean, I think his job security's great. Obviously, the unfortunate injury to Parker. Uh, Saab has been injured as well, and looks like he's going to be out for a month with a foot injury. Parker, it's the knee, so it could be much longer. Um, they haven't brought Morgan Harper back, so... Brought in Ben Trevojevic to play in the centres. He's possibly an option as well. I know a lot of people had him there just as the uh, just as enough with the dual flexibility there to move around. And um, you've kind of fallen into a bit of luck and he's going to be playing. He might be able to jag some attack and actually get some decent scores rather than be an AE issue for you coming off the bench and getting you six or seven points. So even even Trevojevic isn't a bad option there for players. Uh, Tui Pelotu, I think, is probably the best of those options. Uh, he's more expensive. He does have a really low break even, really low negative break even. Uh, he's he scored well the last few weeks. I think his job security is really good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Saab does come back in about a month. I got a feeling with having Turbo there, they're going to turn it on, and it's going to be hard for Saab to get back into that side. They do have a tough draw coming up though, Manly. They do obviously they've got the Tigers this week. They've got the Broncos for Magic Round, so the next two weeks are great. It does toughen up uh, after that, so keep that in mind. But I think Tua Peloto is a really good option. Uh, Tamari Martin, really interesting one here. Uh, a couple of guys, one was one, one Jeremy in, in our league uh, got Tamari Martin, had him in last week, went early, and uh, he played really well. He does look good, um, Martin, not Jeremy, and. Um, he just looks really silky, really classy. Their Broncos have looks like they've given him a ex- contract extension as well, uh, possibly two years. I think I read. Great news for him. Such a good story. Really stoked for him. Whether he's going to play their fullback or their five eight, I think he stays in the team one way or the other. Um, I don't know. I just, like, I think he's playing better than any of the other fullbacks they've had this year. He's playing better than Tessie New. Um, Looks like they don't want to put Cobo to fullback. Pereira is sniffing around. He hasn't had a chance so far this year. Uh, but he's sniffing around um, on in extended squads as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there with uh, Tamari Martin. I think he's going to stay at fullback for the time being. And just looks a really good player. I don't know if he's a really good super coach player, though. Um, 
Brisbane aren't an attacking juggernaut. You know, they don't have a lot of points in them. And I just don't see a lot of points coming from the back for them. Even though he does look really good, both sides of the ball, defense, he's been excellent as well and does look silky uh, with ball in hand. Not a bad option. Here's bottom dollar. Problem is, he's 5'8 and fullback, and I'm trying to get rid of... Uh, I, I want guns in all my spine, in all eight spine positions for super coach. And I, Martin isn't a gun. I mean, he's cheap, and he can free up some cash to strengthen your team elsewhere, and he will make money. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just... I don't know if I want... I don't know if I want uh, Tamari Martin in those key positions at fullback or at 5'8". When you're at 5'8", you've got Walker, who's a great option. Obviously, Munster. I think Dylan Brown is still a great a great option to have in a year-long keeper. Uh, he scored well even when he went into the centres. So there's really good options there at 5'8". And obviously, fullback, you've got Pappy, you've got Teddy, you've got Turbo that's back now. Uh, you've got Hines, who you might be playing at fullback or at halfback there. So... I think Tamari Martin's one of those guys who, yeah, you trade him in, he might make a bit of money for you, and then you trade him out. It's For me, it's trades I don't want to use. Uh, I'd rather just have guns in there and keep them all year. Uh, and at the moment, there's I only have to get rid of one bloke. I just, I've got Taff currently at halfback, uh, and I want him to make some money, then bugger off uh, and see what happens there. So for me, I want... I want elite guns in the in the core positions there of the spine. And for mine, Martin's just not quite there. And I'm gonna let him go. But not about in saying that. That's just my that's just how I want to do things. In saying that, I think he is a really good option because I think his job security is good. Uh and he is an excellent player. And I think he'll only improve. And at 205 grand or whatever he is, you can't go wrong. The fact that he is dual does help. If you've got other things happening, you might even be running with a Martin Drinkwater combo there between 5'8 and fullback where you can play with things, much like what people do with Taff and Hines between halfback and fullback. So, you know, there's things you can do there. And look, nothing wrong with getting to Murray Martin. He's cheap and he's playing. So that's all good. Guns to target. First one is Turbo. He's back. He's the best player in Supercoach and arguably the best player in the NRL. Um... I'm lean more towards Cleary in terms of being the best player in the comp, but uh, Turbo is not far behind. Uh, and when he's flying, nothing better to watch. So look, do you roll the dice and bring him in straight away? I've definitely had a look at it. I would need to use a boost to do that, and I want to I want to hold off on the boost. So for, it's not going to happen for me because I think he's got a couple of good weeks in him. Then there are some tougher games, and tougher opposition like Melbourne in the past have shut Turbo down. Uh, he's one of those blokes that can be shut down uh, as opposed to, say, Cleary, who was just fixture-proof. Uh, and then there's Origin in the way as well. Uh, in the past, Desi has rested Turbo after Origin and not played him. So he actually, miss, he actually does miss quite a lot of action in the middle of the season there. So for mine, he is a post-Origin uh, option. Um I think you're going to have to definitely get him towards the end of the season there. And for me, I'm just going to let him go. But he's a great player, and it'd be a massive pod to get him in. And he could cash in and really help your team in the next couple of weeks uh, be a massive point of difference player. Uh, Josh Papali'i can't go past... uh, Sorry, not Josh. Isaiah (laughs) Papali'i. My bad. Definitely not the Canberra prop. Uh, The Parramatta second rower. Uh, Without Haas there... 
he and he probably he probably has been anyway uh, the best option for you in the front row. The fact he's dual just helps so much more as well. Uh, obviously, Kiwi not affected by Origin uh, doesn't play the first buy. I don't think that matters. I think he's a guy that if you don't have yet, you really need to try and get him in. Uh, 54 or 56 last week. He's not going to get you lower. That's going. He's not going to score lower than that all year. So I think he's a great option to get in if you can. Uh, Angus Crichton coming back to form. Uh, 80 points last week. Played 80 minutes, which he has for the last three games. Uh, that 80 points included 60 in base, which is awesome for a second row. Uh, so he was in there looking for work. Uh, what's his job security like? I mean... Robinson's been all over the show this year, especially with the forwards. And, you know, because he's had a couple of 30-minute games, uh, Crichton, this year. Is he going to play Origin? Uh, the form leading up to last week, you would have suggested no, uh, possibly not. He did play better last week. He was the Roosters' best player, along with Tedesco, in a well-beaten team. Um, I think he probably does play Origin. I think Fittler will keep will stick with him. Um, if he doesn't, I think you've got to get him. Definitely got to get him. He's still cheap. Um, he will rise in price over the next few weeks, but if you can still get him for around six hundred grand, if he's not named to play for New South Wales, I think he's definitely worth getting. He'll play round thirteen. You can keep him for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, one to think about there. Maybe just hold off, hold off, because there's a lot of depth there at the Roosters. Not that they're playing like there's a lot of good depth, but they do have good depth. They do rate Butcher. Uh, actually, when's Nate uh, Egan Butcher? Wonder when he's coming back. He had a really good year last year. Kind of got thrown in the deep end there with all the injuries for the Roosters, and he stood up and played really well. I might have to look into that because um, he looks like a really, really good player. And I wonder how far away he is because he could eat up some minutes as well. Um, maybe more of a middle uh, than an edge, but um, but yeah, you never know what with Robbo and what he might do there. Uh, Cody Walker. Uh, he bottomed out last week, and uh, guys that jumped on, he uh, he rewarded you, pumped out a 99, set up a couple, scored one himself. Uh, I'm bringing in Cody Walker this week. Uh, it's time to move. I've, it's an easy call for me because I've still had held Sam Walker, uh, who has been pretty good, but um, it was his death knell last week when he gave me nine points, uh, and I just can't wait for the continue to wait for the Roosters to, to click on all cylinders and he pump out hundreds for me like he has in the past uh it's just not happening and it was an easy call for me to make walker to big brother cody uh this week and i think uh, cody walker is a great option for players he's still uh pretty affordable i think um he won't be playing origin that 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 spot is Lou eyes uh so i think his job security is great south have a pretty soft draw uh this season to be fair in terms of being a um, a beaten finalist last year, normally they uh, you are going to get um, more top eight on top eight kind of matches or top four on top four. Their draw is really soft, and uh, Walker's the kind of player that can exploit that. Just his combination on that left with Johnston, those those passes, once they start clicking and we've started to see signs of it, you look out, far out, look out. Uh, I think Walker's a great option to bring in. Uh, and then you've got another gun keeper for the rest of the year in your halves. Another one, Olakuatu for Manly. He's back this week, uh, back on that right edge, playing really good footy for Manly, really strong, knows how to score a try, great attacking uh, threat, and um, I think he's a pretty good option too. He'll be playing the first buy, so I think he's a great option as well uh, for players uh, who want to move on from Fafita. Uh, he's not a bad option there, but I, I think your your first priority 
Um, if you're going to use two trades, uh, I reckon it's not a bad option maybe to go uh, one gun, one cheapy. I, I don't think you need to be chasing too much more cash and getting two cheapies, even though there's cheapies there. Unfortunately, they're all on the back line. So I think for people that are moving on from Fafita, I think you can uh, trade Fafita for another gun in your forwards, whether that be Papali'i, whether it be Olakawatu, Crichton, uh, someone like that, and then uh, move on one of your uh, one of your backs for one of the cheapies. Penasini's the other one that's on the chopping block for me. He's made money. He's done well. Uh, but Paramount do have a pretty tough draw coming up. And their form hasn't been good enough for me to hold Penasini. Even though he's been playing really well himself, uh, I think Parramatta will continue to struggle a bit with a tough draw coming up. He doesn't play the first buy. He's made money, and he's going to move on for me. So I'll uh, I'll bring in. Uh, I've already I got Tass uh, about three weeks ago. Pretty happy that I uh, got him in advance, and uh, I don't have to worry about trading him in this week. And I'm going to get bring in uh, Tua Pulotu from Manly. I think just having Turbo there just opens up that whole back line for Manly. Uh, and even though he's probably going to be playing on the right wing, um, I don't think that matters. He'll be on Saab's wing. Saab scored plenty of tries uh, thanks to Turbo, and I can see Tua Pilotu, uh benefiting as well. So, yeah, that's my trades this week. Um, Penasini to Tua Pilotu and Sam Walker to Cody Walker. I'm pretty happy with those ones. Hey, that's going to do it for the Round 9 preview. Best of luck to everybody. Um, the footy is going to be lots of fun. Starts tonight with the uh, with the Broncos and the Rabbitohs. Uh, I'll be back on Monday to go over all the games for round nine. Uh, be a friend and tell a friend if you're enjoying the pod. Uh, any feedback, nrlsctherapy at gmail.com. Leave a voice message uh, on the Anchor FM website. Uh, and I will catch you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Cheers, boys.